As a lot of you guys know, my daily driver is a 2007 Infiniti FX35 Sport. It's about time I put some money into it. Can't just drive the NSX around all the time looking nice. Want to get some wheels? For over a decade, 4Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They're dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need for a custom look and added functionality. I was talking about a wheel and tire package. Head over and use a configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so go get outfitted today. Visit them at 4Wheel Online. That's 4Wheel, singular, online. This is the Hard Parking Podcast brought to you by Wright Honda out of Scottsdale, Arizona. This is the last show of the year. Doesn't mean you can't go in and buy a new car, take advantage of their year-end sales event. Probably has sales going on in January as well. Don't know. You need to go and check it out again. That's Wright Honda. Just got done with Christmas. Hopefully everybody had a happy holidays. I told you guys I'd promise you one more episode. Hopefully you went back and you listened to the most recent episode with Noel G. That's Hector from Fast and Furious and all these other movies. Compelling interview. Got him to open up on a few things he hadn't opened up on with other interviews. Before that is the John Sabal interview. So check that out as well. In this episode, there's a big fat Q&A segment. So thank you guys for contributing. This is your first time listening. Go ahead and hit subscribe. If you don't like the show, I don't care. Just subscribe. Give me a positive feedback. Five star. If you don't like it, tell me why. Hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. Want to talk about Christmas. First thing, before I talk about Christmas lights, I'm going to talk about Christmas lists because I kind of got in a little family tussle tussle. Daughter submitted a Christmas list and a lot of you are going to tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. I will admit when I'm wrong. I can be wrong a little bit, but I'm not moving off of this one too much. So on her list, she had some expensive liquor items. Here's the thing. So she had Don Julio 1942. This is $130 to $180 bottle of tequila, sipping tequila. She had some Class Azul as well, which is $120. So I look at her Christmas list. Now, first off, there's a possibility she and Zeke are moving back in in three months. So keep that in mind. So one thing I don't want to see on a Christmas list are household items because you're moving back in indefinitely. I don't want to see sofas, end tables, none of that shit. I don't. It has nothing to do with her. It's just in principle. So I'm looking at this Christmas list and I go, huh, Don Julio, huh? Yep. You ever had it? Nope. Why do you want it? I just do. Huh, okay. Class Azul. Ever had it? Nope. Why do you want it? I just do. I said, these are both well over $100. I am not buying you a hundred and something dollar tequila, and you never even had them. Because here's the thing, for people who aren't used to drinking, it's not necessarily a dollar amount. It doesn't mean it's good. It's all personal preference. But if you don't like it, that's an expensive mistake. And if you want it to look just cool on your shelf, well, if you collect tequilas, that's one thing. But if you don't, not cool. So my wife and I got into it a little bit because it's like, you can't really tell people what to put on the Christmas list. And I understand that. I understand that. But I'm a guy who just happens to like to drink. I'm a guy who has a bar downstairs full of liquor. I like to taste it. I have the Glen Cairns. I taste liquor. My daughter is still in the shooting stage. So every tequila she drinks, she takes shots of. You don't take shots of sipping tequila. You could, 
but we're not balling like that. And so my wife's argument is, well, it's like you're asking for car parts. I don't have to buy them for you. I can't tell you you can't ask for car parts. I go, you know what? That's right. But here's the thing. When I ask for a car part, I know exactly what it is and why I want it. I don't just ask for I just want a new spoiler. Why do you want it? I don't know. I just think I'm going to like it. So that's a little different. And she says, my mother-in-law, it's like mom asking for a car. My mother-in-law can't drive. She doesn't have a driver's license, but she used to drive. So even in that example, I understand. I know you used to drive. Of course, we're not going to buy you a car, but I understand the ask. I can't understand the ask when it comes to something that I know a little bit about. For me, if you can't tell me why you want something, I won't entertain buying it for you because I'm a principled person. I want to know why you want something. If it's important to you, it's going to move up that list. You don't get stuff just because you want it when you have zero experience with it and it costs a lot of money. I'll buy you the pop-off, Burnett's, Stoli Vodka. I'll buy you some 1800 stuff. I'll buy that shit all day. I'll buy you a case. I'll spend $200 on a case of shit tequila if all you're going to do is shoot it. But I'm not going to spend 180 bucks on something. And the key difference is I know exactly what I want when it comes to my list and exactly what I'm going to use it for. And that's why it's on my list. The only things I'll ever put on my list that are semi-goofy are things I might buy. Like if you were to see my shelf, I have a bunch of silly impulse shit. Like I just bought a Star Wars Mandalorian ingot Beskar from Etsy. I paid $120 for it. I'd put that on my list. If you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. But going back to my argument earlier, before some of you were saying, see, see, you don't need it. You look at my shelf. I have a habit of buying miscellaneous, silly, geek, pop culture stuff. So then the ask makes sense. Let's make it a food thing. Don't put a thousand dollar caviar in your Christmas list when you can barely eat salmon eggs off your sushi. Uh. <laughs> oh, I yep. ask you a question on yep. that. Yeah, go you ahead. think it's a generational thing where it's a need versus want and maybe the generation these days don't understand the difference between the two? Because I see it in my kids, right? I don't ask them what they want. I ask them what they need. And it's funny how you get two different answers sometimes. Well, I want this, but I really need this. Okay, well, that's what you're going to get. So you're a, you're a needs versus wants, and I understand that too. I'm actually more like you can ask for something you want, but I need to know why you want it. Yeah. Well, like I asked Austin, like, what, what do you need for Christmas this year? Well, I want car parts. I want this. I want that. But I really need, you know, stuff for the house. Okay, well, can you give me a list of items that you need? Well, not really. I'm like, well, then you're going to get a mm, gift card, you right. know. So, but use it for stuff for the house. I don't know. I just find it funny, much like, you know, a lot of things these days is that it's a, I find it to be possibly a generational thing where it's a need versus want. I'm sorry. Who are you? Uh, my name's Eddie. I'm the pizza guy that just delivered pizza to you. That's what you're going to be, I guess. Eddie the pizza <laughs> guy. Eddie's going to be sitting in on the podcast in the new year. We're starting a new format. So you're still going to get the normal podcast, but there's a new show at some point in the new year. So you can expect to get the hard parking every week now. That's the expectation. And so one of them is going to be a little more car centric and one of them is going to be the format that you all typically know and love, which is a bunch of random shit. But don't worry, the car centric stuff is going to be random as well. So, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Big mad puppy you. <laughs> so another thing is Christmas lights. So you're on here. Well, first off, God, don't want to talk. Christmas lights seems kind of like a happy topic. So before I go to the happy topic, I was doing some Christmas shopping 
Shout out to everybody who wears, who continues to reuse the single wear masks that you're supposed to discard after a couple hours when they sell the packs of 25, 50, and 100 at the store. Shout out to you for being a filthy, dirty person. Also, shout out to people who just wear their regular handkerchiefs over their face because at least you're being compliant even if you don't agree with it because obviously you don't agree with it because you're using a handkerchief, but at least you do it. Here's the problem. There are people out there that not only do they, and I, first off, I understand the mindset of these masks don't do anything for me. But here's the thing. When it becomes a, a condition of you going into a store, you have to play by the rules. No one cares what you personally believe. I don't know if they're that useful or not. I know that I, go, I do research and I buy better and better masks because they become released based on some research. I know that if you put a T-shirt on your face, it's not nearly as good as having a quality mask because there are quality masks like an N95. That's factual. But even if I don't believe in it, I always have one on me. I'm going to keep one on my face, on my beak, the whole time I'm inside a store. I was at Walmart, of course, and Captain Immunity is out there. Captain Immunity is that person who walks in and they rip the mask off their face and they just walk around showing everybody all this shit. Look at me. You can see my lips. I'm so cool. You know, I was like, put on at least one of those ridiculous welders, face mask, blast shield things because, or a visor upside down. You try to act like it's a mask. And then I saw, I saw a guy. I was like, okay, he's, he's that guy. Then I saw a lady and then I saw a kid and it's like, okay, they must be all, all be related. There was six, a family of six. I was like, wait a minute, how the fuck did you get to the back in the electronics section at Walmart without anything on your face? You want to be that person. I don't like that person. I like that person who feels like they have their own personal thoughts, but I don't like that person because they want to impose their personal thoughts or show that they're a renegade. And when I walked out, I saw another person. I was like, what the hell? And there's a lady at the front door. And she's handing these people these masks as they walk in without them and they just discard them. That's like saying a big F you to everybody because of the way you personally feel. Here's the thing. For those of you listening who disagree, how about this? When's the last time you went into a McDonald's without a, in your bare foot or no shirt on? No shoes, no shirt, no service. So think about it like that. It's the same thing in 2020. No mask, no service. So nobody wants to see you losing your shit in the middle of fucking, what's that place that's like Whole Foods but not? Sprouts. The other place. Fresh and easy? No. Oh, it's too healthy for me. You know, no no one wants to see you losing your shit at Whole Foods on social media and throwing stuff because somebody asked you to put a mask on. No shoes, no shirt, no service. No mask, no service. Get out of here. And if you're going to wear it, at least wear it right. Right. Doesn't do much good around your chin. Chin. Yeah, I I I just don't understand, man. All right, so Christmas lights. This year we went overboard. I wouldn't say overboard, but we put a lot more Christmas lights up than usual. And this year everybody was sold out of stuff. And I think everyone was so sick of this year, 2020, that they decided to go out on a bang, which is cool. But one thing I noticed around Halloween and Christmas, because Yvette wanted to get some of these, is the little projectors. Do you have one of those? Yeah, but I didn't put it up this year. Is it a holiday one or is it like ghosts and shit? Uh, It's a holiday one. My thoughts on those at first was kind of like, it's kind of the cheap way out. Because because some people, and I don't know if you're one of them or not, but they'll set the projector up and that's it. You just have this projector just on the garage and that's it. Like, do you sublet that with more lights or are you just, are you that that person? No, no. So last year when I put up the projector, 
Um, you know, I had the the Mickey Mouse thing, you know, going all over the garage and then had the, the Christmas twinkly lights and all that and the, the driveway kind of lined. Um, you know, you, you try to want to supplement that, you know, have it as an ancillary thing, not just the, the soul, right. the soul thing itself. So, But no, this year it was just string lights up, up on the house. No, no projections, but it's a mix and match. If you, if you were, were to roll down the street in my neighborhood, you see that house with just the projection or you see the projection and one tree like that's halfway wrapped up and that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And then two houses down, you got ones that are overcompensating. You know, you got the the falling Santa off the chimney, then 40 inflatables in the front, you know, that's the mix and match of every Disney character that was ever made. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a mix and match in my neighborhood. This year ours was, ours was pretty good too, but you have, I have one neighbor on one side that just, sometimes they have lights up like one string and this year, nothing. I just wish, I understand it's Christmas and everybody celebrates it and people are all humbuggers, but it'd be nice if, like, you don't want me on the HOA, let's put it that way. I don't care about how long or short your grass is, but I want Christmas lights. I want everybody to have Christmas lights. Even if the, the um, HOA buys them and hangs them up on the sidewalk, like strings along the sidewalk, just as long as there's it's just a continuous flow of lights. Yeah. I don't know. Let's get into some Q&A. So, I asked everybody on social media to submit a Q&A, and I'm getting a whole lot more from Facebook, which is surprising because Instagram is where I do most of my stuff. But I got a lot of good questions, and of course, a lot of the questions were 2020-based, which is fine. This is the end of the show this year. So again, thank you, everybody, for hanging on tight. But I figured this time around, this is going to be a shorter show, depending on the answer of some of these questions. Everybody, thank you again for being with the Hard Parking Podcast this year. A lot of big things coming next year. This is not the end of the podcast. Just thought I'd say thank you again. Thank you for being you. Thank you for believing in the show. But it's time for some Q&A, and the Q&A segment is sponsored by NSX Channel on Instagram, your number one source of NSX content. Check it out. That's NSX Channel on Instagram, all ran together, one word. I don't think I'm giving any of you anything for submitting these questions. I'm running out of merchandise, and I seem to be sending it to the same people every time. Possum Killer asks, tell us about the worst car you've owned and then modified to be the best car. Here's my answer on this. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. The worst car I ever owned was a 2000 Jeep Cherokee Sport. Steaming pile of shit. It wasn't Jeep's fault. It was the dealership's fault. And here's how you modify a car like that to make it your best car ever. You trade it in and use the trade-in value as a down payment. Boom. Done. Next question. Mark Stoneman asks, is there a color of car you won't drive? Is there a color car you want to drive? Uh, no, I think the, the GTR was all sorts of colors at different various times. So I don't think I could answer that one. I'm going to add this stipulation. This is a non-rat vehicle. Okay. So paint. I think the Cadillac uh, hot neon pink, you know, like the, the old Cadillacs that they had. Is it the Mary Kay? I think so. Yeah. I think that's the only one I wouldn't. Although my daughter would make me drive it, but. She I probably prefer, would. Yeah. yeah. Um... That's a tough question, Mark Stoneman. You know, I don't know. I think it depends on the car, right? So you could pimp a turquoise Lamborghini Diablo and nobody would think twice. You're driving around in that kind of color shifting 1996 Ford greenish color, like a Ford Taurus. Mm, maybe not. I think there's like a lilac cars out there. The ones that look like that, that purple yogurt on the animal cookies. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't know. But if, yeah, I mean, you can drive around in a pitch black minivan and it doesn't matter. Andy K asked, do you have any 
Christmas holiday food or drink traditions. So it's really, so that's ST and little ST. Do you have any Christmas holiday food, drink, or traditions? Like, mm. like an eggnog or something? Just eggnog. Yeah. Non-alcoholic eggnog. Do you still do it? Mm, I haven't in a year. Okay. Growing up, it seems like my parents always had eggnog. So we always had a little bit. But every Christmas Eve, my dad would pull out this platter and we would have like this weirdest, like some of you people are going to be listening. You're going to be like, what the fuck? But when you're, when you grow up, it's just what you're used to. You don't think anything of it. So we had this platter. It had, how do you say it? Charcuterie? 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 You know that word? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I didn't try to pronounce that. The meats and shit. So we didn't have that. So I just went through the struggling of pronouncing something that we didn't have, but just imagine something like that. So we always had club crackers. So we'd break up the club crackers and we had pickled herring. My dad would take some pickled herring and put it on there. We always had oysters from the can. We had sardines from the can and we had like salami and some other crackers. I don't remember if we had cheese or not, some sort of cheese, but every Christmas Eve, that's what we would have. And it just became a thing, you know? And, um, I like those little smoked oysters so much. My they like call me oyster, and like we would get them in in our stockings too. Oh, really? You remember getting? Imagine getting fucking sardines <laughs> in your stockings, sardines and kipper snacks and little smoked oysters. That's what that's what we did. And um, but that's it. And that one's gonna die with the family, I guess, because you know my father passed a couple months ago, and I haven't had Christmas with them in a while. And if even if they did it last year, they just my mom ain't doing that shit this year, so. You think about bringing it back, introducing it to this family? They don't want none of that smoke. No, I'll come over for the pickled herring. You come over for the pickled herring? <laughs> yeah. I remember liking it, my stocking. Man. <laughs> yeah, I remember liking it. Well, no, it's got to go in the fridge. I think the pickled herring does, yeah. That shit's good. Dude, those kipper snacks, those smoked things. Yeah. You got those? The little kipper fillets? Yeah, those are good, man. I used to tear, tear those things up. Um, so Red from Red's Rambling, 2020 overall was a shit show, but what's the best thing that happened for you in 2020? Um, for me personally, it's just kind of finding myself again. You know, I I think, uh, over the years you kind of get lost in things, whether it's work, personal life, you know, former hobbies and stuff, but kind of regrounding yourself. And for me, like regrounding myself, you know, around July, August this year was the biggest thing, kind of reprioritize some things, got my priority ones back in place, you know, spending more time with my daughter, taking her, you know, hiking and camping, making more use of the truck. You know, that's, I make more use of the truck than the cars these days. Um, I haven't, I haven't driven the the BMW like in two months just because I don't want to, but that truck, I've driven it everywhere, off-road, on-road, road trips. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing for me this year that, that really was just life-changing is just kind of getting back more into to nature, finding oneself, uh, spending more time with my daughter and introducing her to those things. And ever since then, I, I think life's been pretty good. It's been kind of on track and, you know, setting goals for the future and things to do, so... And got to make the best of something. And for me, that, make, yeah. that was it, you know? It was like yep. finding oneself again in the world of chaos. You know, that's the only way to do things nowadays, I guess. You got to reset to square one. I think 2020 put a lot of people on notice because of that. And it's been a terrible year for a lot of people, but it's been a great year for other people as well. And I don't think we spend enough time talking about the greatness of 2020. It's just turned into a, a meme, and I'm guilty of that myself. But I've there's a lot of people in my in my peer groups that have had tremendous years. And of course there's people who had terrible years and I, and I understand that. Um, first off, is that, did you still have the I-8? No, no. I got rid of the I-8. Um, I thought you got rid of it. Yeah. I got rid of the I-8 last year. I got rid of the I-8 for the CTSV. 
And then I got rid of the motorcycle, which was a weird choice to do for last year. But I got rid of the motorcycle for um, the Raptor. Yeah, I picked up the Raptor after the motorcycle. How many cars do you have? Uh, four. Why? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so the CTSV is because it's, you know, it's the last year of the V. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus it's that, that custom color, like one of 300 ever made. So that's kind of a keeper. Beautiful color. Thank you. Thank you. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, man, that's a shit brown color, but it kind of like, it grows on you and what, it's just the glitter of it. So. What's the actual color called, you know? Bronze metallic. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, that one, that one just, it sits most of the time. I brought it over today, but, and then I have the- ref- Yeah, I heard you pull up. <laughs> I have the Ford Raptor, which is probably my favorite so far. And then I have the uh, BMW M5. And the fourth car, that really wasn't by choice. Tesla. Yeah, this Tesla 3. Yeah. So it's, uh, that was my kid's, but he moved out and that wasn't part of the deal and all that stuff. So I keep it for everyday commute. Nice, yeah. nice. I think the best thing that happened in kind of a weird way was being one of 30 million people to lose my job. So for those of you who've been paying attention or even if you, know, you missed it, I do healthcare IT. And that typically requires me traveling or whatever the client wants. But I was typically flying out every Sunday and coming home every Thursday night, which is fine. That's what I signed up for. And so a lot of the podcast, I'm going to tie this into the podcast, I was doing in the hotel rooms. I was recording on a Sunday night, sometimes Monday, sometimes Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday night. And then I would edit on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and try to get the podcast out on Sunday. But what happened was you were, and I didn't know as much then as I know now, I was recording in three or four or five different environments and the audio just is all over the place and being home all year. And unfortunately, you know, thanks for the, thanks to the cares act, not to get to political, but the cares act kept us afloat, which is more than millions of other people. So we were incredibly fortunate and I've been incredibly grateful that we stayed afloat. We survived. We did more than just stayed afloat. We managed our money, but my wife's job was essential is essential. And so finally, I picked up a contract after being off for six months, but we still had some money coming in for the government, which is great. But it allowed me to focus a lot more on my podcast, a lot more on trying to grow YouTube, and a lot more on building out this home studio that Eddie's sitting in. I dig it. I like it. It's not bad, huh? No, not bad at all. My first studio that I've ever been into. So, Did you notice the sound completely change yeah. as soon as you walked in here? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. So for me, I think that's the, that's the best thing that's uh, happened is being able to kind of going off of what I was saying, kind of dig, dig more into myself and the things that make me happy. And there was no real car shows this year until the very end of the year. And so that's a big part of my life. So I was able to hunker down and focus in on my craft. And then eventually I got another job. So now I'm able to do both all day, every day. So Ryan asks, talk about that ridiculous relief bill. So for those of you, I I think most of you know, but so the first stimulus check was 1200. We didn't get it in this household. We made too much money. This thing was $600. So it's half. My opinion on that, because I didn't get, I don't get that either, but what do you expect people to do with $600 after an entire year of bullshit? And I know the easy argument is, well, do you have a, do you have thoughts on that first? Well, Kind of. I mean, you know, I don't follow too much on it, but, you know, a friend was mentioning to me the CARES Act with the $600 that's going on right now. There's another country, I forgot where it was in Europe, or is it Australia? One of those that 
they're doing like $600 in addition to whether you have a job or not for, you know, until like the rest of the next year, there's no like cutoff or anything. So like, even if you were managed to pick up another job, you still get that $600. So it's, it's kind of funny how, in, in my opinion, that, you know, there's a time limit on certain things like this and in, in the state of the economy. And you have to, I think you have to jump through certain hoops in order to, to get it right. But in other countries that they're just giving it to you. And it makes it makes things harder for citizens of America to to survive off a certain amount of amount of money, but you have to jump through so many hoops in order to right. get it. So I, that's just my quick opinion on it. I'm not too much of a political person, but that's all about all I have. Yeah, and I guess my thought is it's it's something. So in the movie Snatch, Bricktop says, "If I give a dog a bone, I don't want to know if it tastes good or not." And that six hundred dollars is the bone that you just got tossed. I know it does. It's not going to do a lot. So here's the thing. Make it worth it because not everybody's getting it. And some people are going out there and they're buying car parts and they're buying this and they're buying that. It's like, man, if you don't need it and you are able to get it, tuck it away. I heard a commercial. And so this stimulus has been stalled. But a few months ago, a commercial on the radio, and they were telling you to bring in your stimulus check as a down payment on a new car. And I could not believe it, just like they do with your tax returns. But they're talking about a stimulus check. Bring in your stimulus check. Put that at the time they thought it was going to be 1200 the second one. Bring in, put your $1,200 on a new car. It's like, look, man, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money, but most of us, we don't really, okay, let's go back to the Christmas conversation. You don't really need a new car, but you may want a new car. Put that money somewhere else. Don't put it on car parts. Don't put it on stupid shit. Don't go out and buy a PlayStation 5. If you don't need it, and you get it, bank it, or find a way to make your money work for you. And this isn't a money fucking podcast, but I was just, I don't know, I guess I was just so thrown off at the commercial telling you to put your money on a new car. And as far as the $600 relief bill, I don't get it. Like physically, I don't, I'm not able to receive it, but that doesn't sound like it's going to do a lot. Like I could see the first one being 600 and then, then deciding now, months later, okay, let's make it 1200 But that's still not a lot of money. Plus, isn't it, isn't it like an advance uh, on your taxes? Don't you have to account for it next year or something? Won't it, won't it impact you? And again, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a political or a CPA, but I thought I heard somewhere that's like some form of advance on your taxes. So with the CARES Act, you had the ability to elect to have your taxes taken out of it, but not everybody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people are going to be hit pretty hard. Yeah, I made sure I said, yes, please take every single penny you need to take, pre-tax me, and then pay me out. As a consultant, as a contractor, any other year I wouldn't be eligible for unemployment. Mm. But this year I was. But the amount of money that I was getting was, like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And then that other, that $600, and this is a separate six, but that other $600 as part of the CARES Act, added on top of the couple hundred dollars I was eligible for a week, Made for a halfway decent weekly paycheck to keep afloat with a wife that's essential. Yeah. But even even that, it's just like people are making more money on unemployment in some jobs this year than when they were working. So, all right, we'll move on. Do you plan to get the COVID vaccine? Kenny asks. No. <laughs> Mostly because if you've seen, uh, if you've seen that movie with Will Smith. I am legend. I am legend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't trust it. I don't trust things that are like the first round of things. Cars, when they first came out, plagued with problems. Vaccines. I mean, I'm just a very big 
if it turns us into a zombie thing, I'm I'm not gonna get it. So I'll let I'll let it go through a couple of rounds first before I do anything. So I've always said yes, I'm fine with it. Give it to me, but I'm not gonna go out and seek it. I don't go out and seek the flu, but I have to get the flu vaccine usually every year for work. And so I go get it and I show proof that I got it and then it enables me to continue to work. With this, and I haven't dug deep into it, if I get sick and I need it, give me the fucking shot. So in the healthcare industry, what they're doing is they're selecting different employees and giving it to them. And so I'm not really in that cycle as a contractor. I'll get it, but I'm not in a rush to get it. I'm not afraid of it. Kills me, it kills me. I am. I just don't want to be a zombie. (laughs) No, I get it. So Wes asks, what is your favorite Christmas movie? This is Wes Tankersley of Shaping Success. Uh, I like A Christmas Story. I think that's my classic go-to. Uh, used to do that movie uh, Christmas Eve and finish wrapping any presents. That, that was kind of a tradition. So, No Home Alone? No It's a Wonderful Life? Mm-mm. No. I mean, I'll watch those, but it's not you know a, a repetitive thing every year that's tradition. And a Christmas Story, I think, has been a tradition for 16 years at least. So, yeah. yeah. You shoot your eye out, kid. It's a classic. I'm tired of... Home Alone, I know a lot of people are going to be yelling at this podcast. I'm tired of that shit. And it's, it's been on this house already about 12 times. When you're younger, for me, it's more entertaining. The older you get, the more ridiculous that movie is. And somebody needs to call Child Protective Services on fucking Kevin's parents because you can't leave a kid behind like that. But I didn't realize it until the other day. Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. So that is now my favorite Christmas movie. I'll need to rewatch that. Takes place during Christmas. Oh, okay. It's the same producer who does Die Hard, and everybody argues of Die Hard's Christmas movie. And apparently, this guy he has five or six movies that are all Christmas. Must be his favorite holiday. Must be his favorite holiday. Alice Gamina asks: Spicy or regular chicken strips at Popeyes? Follow up is what dipping sauce? I don't know if you go to Popeyes or not. No, I don't have it. Don't have any around me. It's always spicy. If you're not going to Popeyes chicken for spicy chicken, then why the fuck are you going to Popeyes? I don't understand that. Alex, shame on you. Chicken on the bone, spicy. If I have to get chicken strips, spicy, 100%. What dipping sauce? I usually don't do dipping sauce. I don't have time for it. But if I do, it's going to be something spicy as well. I don't need to do that whole ranch, and I love ranch with, but as my sauce. I hate blue cheese, but I don't need it. Straight chicken. If it's juicy, skip the sauce. Chris Sennel asks, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? We just discussed, it kind of is, whether you want it to be or not. It happens during Christmas. Like, how do you define a Christmas movie? Has it be a holiday, good spirit at the end? No. Type of deal? I think just if it's uh, around Christmas and it, you know, has the the values of Christmas in there, which Die Hard did, you know, you yeah. want to be around your family. We trying to do what you can to be with your family during Christmas time. It's a Christmas it's, movie. It's a Christmas movie. It's like trains, planes, and automobiles, right? Around Christmas time, trying to get home to your family. It's a Christmas movie. Unless you want like Santa Claus in it. If you have to have Santa Claus in it for it to be considered a Christmas movie. Right. Like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. No. Which, by the way, so my wife always has all those Christmas movies on during this time of year. The Hallmark ones? Hallmark ones. And every time, all the ladies are seven to tens and all the guys look like models as well. Not very realistic. No. Not very realistic. Neither are the quote unquote love stories that are involved in the right. <laughs> and you know how it goes every <laughs> single time, right? Yeah, pretty much. Someone's deception, de- deceiving someone else the whole movie, and in the last act of the movie, when all the cool stuff is going on, the main guy, the main girl, they zoom in on them. They're actually thinking about the other person, 
and then they get together at the end and they have a kiss and everybody has it. It's, it's the same formula every freaking time. It's reused in Valentine's movies too. Yes. <laughs> same, yes. Same formula. Yeah. What's the fastest you've ever driven? Quincy Shelton asked that. Talk to Q, by the way. It's his show. Check it out. Uh, 197. Yeah. 197 in the old V that I had and like 170 something in the GTR. And, you know, I haven't got the new V up. So I did where, one, 162 a couple months ago in the M5. Where were you doing these at? Uh, location undisclosed. <laughs> Mexico? <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. All right. Mexico. Yeah. I think for me, it was only 160 something. I've answered this question before and I wasn't trying to see how fast I can go. It's just one of those things where I was just going fast. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh shit, I'm going kind of fast. Yeah. And then I just got off the gas because it was two lanes. So, so I wasn't going in a five lane highway and it was out in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. But you can see cars on the horizon, and they don't see you, so they get over, man. And that fucking <laughs> that shit closes quick. Yeah, it does. So I thought I'd quit while I was ahead. Yeah, it's a lot different on a bike too, than in a oh. car. Yeah, I took the bike up to one seventy before, and uh, that was on the two hundred two. That shit was crazy. So ever since that one time, though, I didn't do it again. So, but yeah, it's a it's a different feeling. It's a whole different feeling. Did you find your knuckle? Like, do you find when you're done, like your knuckles? Were you clenching and you didn't realize it? The steering wheel? Mm, on the bike or like on either? The, um, no, no. I think more on the bike. My 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 knees were shaking a little bit because you know they're they're holding onto the body of the bike. You, yeah. You're hugging the bike really well, so more more of that. But uh, on on the cars, uh, yeah, it was. You can just feel it in the steering wheel. You know, one small little move and hold then steering it together, wheel. Hey, baby, hold it together, baby. Hold that shit together. Hold <laughs> you, on. You come definitely on. get that adrenaline rush though. Yeah, but. You know, you find other ways to get adrenaline rushes nowadays too. So, so years ago in my Integra, and it wasn't turboed, but it was at night, and I was just trying to see how fast I can go. Now, this is how safe I've always been. Remember the little cameras, the you, the, the disposable ones? You take the photo and you have to crank it. Mm-hmm. Crack, crack, crack. Yeah. So I'm flying down 96. Is it 94, 96, whatever from from Grand Rapids down to Chicago, and. The car gets up to like 130, kind of fast. It's an old car, but I'm like, come on, let's see how fast I go. And it took forever to get from 130 to like 144. Car shaking, and I've got this fucking thing in one hand, <laughs> you know, and I'm trying to take a picture of it. I took like two or three pictures and crank it. And it was mm-hmm. just like, I was a little nervous after that. My fingers were hurting, but it, it wasn't the speed. It was how long it took to get there. Yeah. Because it gets to a certain point, and it's just like one plus one plus one mm-hmm. plus one mile an hour. Anyway, a couple more questions. So Will Leitner asked, what's the craziest deja vu moment you've had? I feel like we just did this. So Paris asked a question. Paris, I, I don't, I fuck your last name up. So I'm just going to call you Paris P. Master P. Master P, what moment from this year has taught you an important lesson that you can take with you into 2021 and on? Yeah, learn from any mistakes. Learn from when you're down. Turn the negative into positive as best as you possibly can. Was there a moment like were you laying like on the bottom of a ditch bleeding out and all of a sudden like clarity hit? Uh, no ditches, but I mean, I guess in a in a uh, different definition of a ditch of, you know, of life that, yeah, um, you know, you do get your moments of clarity where you're like, okay, what the fuck? You know, well, what am I doing with life? You know, what am I doing right now? 
Um, and I know everybody's situation is different on, you know, what their negatives were through the year. Um, you know, some are jobs, some are personals or whatever, but well, it's like Rocky, right? Um, I don't know how many of your subscribers will actually know who Rocky is. I know it's a different generational oh, thing, <laughs> but you know, it's that, it's that scene that he says, you know, life's going to hit you hard and it's not a matter about, you know, how hard you get hit, but it's a matter of getting back up again. And I Ooh. think that's the biggest thing right there. You know, it's that, you know, for, for Rocky, I mean, Rocky won, right? Apollo Creed, badass, you know, pounding the shit out of Rocky. He gets back up and that's kind of like one of my, my awakening things in life. I was like, all right, life's going to hit you at every fucking direction, no matter what it is. And you, you could be going good, whatever, but you got to get back up. All right. So I think one of the more important lessons for, for me personally is that uh, you take a negative and you turn into a positive somehow, some way, and you got to hustle, you got to drive. And we all have the capability of doing that for sure. But uh, it's a learning thing. That's, that's all it is. Right. And I didn't, I didn't really have an answer until I was listening to you talk, but it's really coming to the realization, and it's not that I was naive on it, but you really learned this year that no one's going to care and no one's going to work as hard for you as you have to for yourself. And that's one thing that everybody can take forward, period. You don't have to just all of a sudden realize that. Like, just heed these words. Everybody should be shaking their head yes or being like amen or doing whatever, but no one's going to work as hard for you as you have to work for yourself. Yep. Well, that being said, man, you got to get out of here. You're all, you're already a little late. It's all right. Just got to hustle. <laughs> I want to thank Eddie for coming by and joining me in the studio. 2021, you're going to hear more of that voice and other voices here in studio with me. I want to thank Wright Honda, higher quality detail, Kuya Automotive, NSX Channel, Booster Bath, and Four Wheel Online. Thank you all for sponsorships on this show. I don't know how many times I got to say it, but I'm going to keep saying it. Make sure you leave a review, a good review, by the way. Make sure you give me at least four stars. I'm not asking for five stars unless you think it's a five-star show. But all that helps me climb up the charts, and I need that because I feel like a loser without it. If you want to get a hold of the show, hardrockingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at NA2NSX or JTravels. That's J-H-A-E underscore travels. Facebook page is Hard Parking Podcast. Twitter, Jay Finning. We have a Teespring page. Visit us, Hard Parking Podcast store. The link will be in the description. If you want to support the show, there should be an anchor support link in the description, but you have to subscribe in order to see the active links. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com, Hard Parking Podcast. Everybody, please, please, please have a safe New Year's Eve. Avoid large crowds. This is going to be a New Year's Eve, unlike any other we've had in my lifetime. Although I don't want to have to turn on the ball in New York and see thousands of people congregated. That kind of goes against everything that they've been telling us that we have to do. But regardless of what your New Year's Eve plans are, please be careful. I'll see you in 2021. If you're bored, go back and check out a lot of the old episodes, a lot of good ones. I can't grow unless you tell everybody how great this show is. So let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. Are you tired of blowing out your back at the bathtub while washing your dog or subjecting your canine to a water torture bath while leashed up to a post outside? Now there's a far more effective way to wash your pet while saving your back and keeping your dog happy. It's called Booster Bath. 
a portable bathtub on legs. Head over to BoosterBath.com, one word, and pick one up. Available in three sizes, this tub system features a drain, a soap cubby, and water-controlling wand. This tub conveniently breaks down to be stored when not in use. Want to save 10% on your first-time purchase? Head over and sign up today to make that happen. BoosterBath.com Are you tired of your dog losing its cool in a thunderstorm or fireworks? You might want to look at Tongue Treats. TongueTreats.com High anxiety relief, pain relief, inflammation relief. It's a direct connection between the tongue and the brain. Doesn't waste time going down to the stomach where it gets broken down, enters the bloodstream, then to the brain eventually. By then, little Izzy, my dog, has been hiding under the house for like 20 minutes. The Tongue Treat CBD strips provide rapid results for your pet with the right amount of CBD, which is not psychoactive. It's important to test and verify your pet is getting the proper dosage. A single strip should be enough. Have doubts? There's certified analysis from a lab available on the website. Think about it. Efficacy and economy. Tongue Treats.